0: to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today, we are going to go down... This man's life path of when you don't have a love and passion for something and you live your life for, you know, basically all your, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s and are just going through the motions and then finally one day waking up to what your true passion is. And he came to me and offered me this offering. He does color codes, which is a painting and he reads your energy through a 20 minute like a zoom call and then we get off and then a couple of weeks later we got on a this actually this recording and he went through my color code but i also wanted to share his message of his journey and why i find it so fascinating not only for what his talent is and how he's discovered it but i resonated with it because you know in life when you just are going through the motions and you think you just need to, you know, go to work and pay the bills. And, you know, it's all this, you know, white picket fence, you know, two kids, all the things that we have been believed are important. And in this lifetime, his life unfolded in this way, like kind of, I feel like when my life in my years of growing and expanding in my 20s and 30s, trying to find my passion. And I knew I always wanted to have a family and, you know, meeting Richard later in life and having children right right away because of our age. And, you know, then going through parenting and realizing, I realized then that being a parent older really came to me Now at 54, realizing when I look down at my little life and the breadcrumbs that I've kept picking up, how I focused so much on the importance of raising children. And now when I turned 51, starting this podcast, and now over three years into this podcast, I just, when you, my, my aha moment after this um, interview with Joe and experiencing this connection with him. It's, I want people to get like, you don't have to just go through the motions. Like when you love something, go down that rabbit hole, find what you love. Listen to that inspired thought, take the action. I mean, there's no other way of finding magic in your life, living authentically, you know, living that unimaginable life, um, I know Gary Bodley always talks about that, Joshua. But living that unimaginable life is when you take the action and you are inspired to do something. Get stepped through that fear. Who knows where it's going to take you? And I mean, we only get to be here for this short time and really it's a blink of an eye. And that's really the passion that, why I have found the passion and why I can see in my life as I look back and, you know, as a parent, seeing how important it is to um, impress upon these kids, the mindset tools to find their passions, to discover things that maybe we weren't thinking they, you know, you just listening to them, letting them go down those paths, discovering who they truly are at the core of their soul, at the essence of their soul and letting them experience life. And gosh, by the time Paige leaves here my in next year, when she goes to college, I want her to have discovered things that, you know, that her soul was calling. And I really feel she did. And same with Presley. I mean, Presley and I are leaving this morning to go to Georgia for the pageant that she won in March. It's a national pageant. And when I look back at that, and I was thinking of that today, bringing Joe on is, you know, she's just, I've watched her mature. And I'm reflecting on going there today and experiencing a week at a hotel, watching her go down her little, find her passions and see her talents and discover things that she never knew she had. And that's really why we're here and opening your kids' eyes to different experiences. Oh, even just eating something different, going to a different restaurant. We did that a few months ago and it was, it made me realize just having that experience opens their eyes to different, different food, different people's tastes. And, but anyway, let me explain before I keep talking about how I feel so passionate about that, but with Joe, um, his name's Joe Chris and he is, he lives in LA. He spent 30 years in a field that he never felt he belonged in. It was in a video game field there was no true passion for video games, nor the popular culture they that they represented for him. But along the way, he continued to study traditional mediums, painting both life and his imagination, seeing both as equally important skills. Joe also had immense interest in the more esoteric areas of psychology and personal development. He has studied many forms and disciplines of meditation, adopting and adapting from various styles and types he learned in meditation retreats and courses on his journey of self-discovery. With the help of various plant medicines, he recovered from both childhood and adult traumas. Joe has always been willing and able to dive deep with breakthroughs and limiting beliefs. Joe's view is that one has to change and grow beyond the confines of culture and the validations of those around you the balance of peace and tranquility in his life is the starting point. Creating from an open heart and expanded mind, Joe's approach to is to paint an unguarded, as unguarded as he is able. <clears throat> this is the place he chooses to create from. He, I'm going to go in here right now. So he took Joshua's, uh, Gary Temple Bodley's uh, uh, boot camp twice. And really, really discovered, you'll hear it at the beginning, we go down into that experience of his limiting beliefs. And for those of you that listen that I know, follow the Joshua teachings, you will hear in his light bulb moments. And it's so amazing. But he connected with me and offered me this free painting. And he said it was his inspired thought. And I love it that he took action and asked me because it was such a gift, and you will understand that when he goes through my color code at the end, but he's just this beautiful soul that I'm so excited to share with you today and really the message in this in this episode to me is to if you find yourself in life doing something that is doesn't ignite you and doesn't make you feel like you're really living your passion and your soul's essence isn't being, you know, lit up. Oh, find it like he did and go down that rabbit hole, but go and find it and live that life that we you came here to live. You know, I, it's just so, you know, and w- do that with your kids. I, The kids that I'm working with now, we're working on our goals and vision boards and You know, nothing lights me up more than to see these kids put things on their vision board and talk about goals that they never thought they could do or was possible. And when I explain to them that there is no limits in life, that you can be, do, or have anything, it just makes their soul, you can just tell it's like it react, their soul reacts like, oh, yes, I can do anything. And they get so excited and to get your kids to believe that at that age. Can you imagine what they're going to discover in their life in their 20s and beyond instead of waiting till you're 50 or whatever age to find that, ignite that passion inside your soul? So I am obviously very passionate about what Joe has discovered and this journey of him finding finding that passion and pushing past the fear and taking that inspired action and, living from that place of always listening and moving forward and picking up the breadcrumbs and going down that road. And even if it makes you veer to the right or the left, just go and you just never know where it's going to take you, but always say yes, say yes to everything. You just always, it's always where you find the magic. And I, you know, I always talk about that, but just, uh, just go (laughs) say yes. And, uh, anyway, thank you all so much for this beautiful journey that you've all been here to support me on. And it shows in all the people that have been connecting with me. And, you know, it takes time, you know, it's three, over three years on this journey for me to put myself out there and push past my fears and, you know, stay, you know, stay authentic and real. And, you know, when that speaks to someone and they reach out to me. That just makes me realize I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I have listened to my inner self and that my soul and I've taken that step because when people react to me and tell me that they've either been touched by my podcast, by my guests, by what I do for kids and parents, uh, just that's when i realize i am living my passion even more when i hear it from you guys so thank you so much for sharing my podcast with your friends and listening and sending me messages and all the reviews it all means so much to me and it makes me excited to wait till you see the guests that i have coming um some of my dream guests are on their way and it's because of that that because of you all that listen i get to ask these amazing guests that i get to share with you and um I'm just so grateful, so enjoy this episode, I know you will, and Joe will be someone that touches your heart, and like you did mine, and you will want to share his work, um, and you'll want to get a color code done by him, Um, it's very, very special, and you'll see why, so without further ado, let's bring this incredible man on the show, welcome Joe, hello, it's
1: nice to be here with you, Ashley.
0: Oh, it's so nice to be with you. And I wanted to bring you on and share your magic. And when you're in a group of, you know, people that are always expanding and growing and, you know, learning and discovering their passions and discovering their talents and their purposes on this earth, and always open to, you know, looking for really the magic in life and knowing that there is magic. And, you know, when I started this podcast three, over three years ago, you know, coming up with a name, uncover your magic, it just kind of came. And I thought, well, that's broad. But when I realized now three years into it, everybody has their own magic. And with you, there's no way I could let you be in my life without sharing you because you have so much magic. But what my I would love for you to share and what I think is so fascinating is when, you know, we all start, you know, I have my my daughters that are in their teens, you know, trying to, you know, sift and sort their way through and figure out what they love and their passions and I'm watching that unfold. And I am passionate about that because I didn't know what was anything I didn't really I knew what I liked, kind of, but I was just kind of one of those floaters and I didn't really figure out, I didn't have anyone to guide me. And I didn't know I had guidance within me. And I w- didn't have that, those surroundings in my life. I had to really seek for myself, you know, and now at 54, <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, it's all a journey, but it's all perfect. And we all experience the things in our life at the right timing, at the perfect divine timing, because everything is perfect. And I know we have similar, we're in the same, we're in Joshua. That's kind of our connection with um, Gary Temple Bodley. That was what connected us. And I have met the most beautiful soul tribe in that group. And I know that when someone connects me um, through that, I know we are connected eternally, like no question. Like the minute we met, I met you, I knew you were in my soul community, like for sure. Like we're going to die one day and go, Oh my gosh, Joe, that's you. Like that was you. I know that in my soul. I know that. And I know you feel the same way, but I want you to first of all, go to where like the beginning of your journey, kind of like what I just said, like how you kind of sifted and sorted your way through life and what brought you to this place now and you know we're going to discover what you do but i kind of want to keep that kind of at at bay now until we get to that place cuz i think it's just an amazing you know when you understand the magic that we all have and that we all come from source and we're all here to shine the magic and uncover it and be the ones that are the beacons of light and know that you have that and it's so beautiful to watch you and that what you have done to people is bring, show their light in a whole different way that I've ever experienced it in my life. So take it from there, Joe, wherever you want to bring it, but kind of bring us to that place where you are now.
1: Well, let me start real quick. In, in the fifth grade, I decided I want to be an artist. That was paramount to me. I was actually on a swing set and years later, I didn't realize that the swinging back and forth was me deciding whether I wanted to be an artist or musician. Hmm. And I chose an artist because my brother was wanted to be a musician and we fought all the time. And I thought, if I was a musician, it would just make my life really uncomfortable. So I chose an artist, but I didn't know. It was just broad. I just want to draw and paint. And then I didn't know what that really meant because at first it was architecture. And then high school, I started drawing all the time. I wasn't very good. went to art school decided I want to be an illustrator, graduated, started studying with master painters. And uh, something about that time is I would, whenever I started painting with somebody, I would really fall into them, as in like I would start mimicking their style, just copying, copying, copying. And uh, that never really sat well with me, even back then, but it just naturally happened. So I know a lot of people say, you know, you have something you you really want to chase, copy it, copy what they do.
0: Right.
1: But that still never really sat well with me, even back then. But it naturally occurred and I did it over and over and over. And then I fell into, uh, literally fell into video game industry. And I learned on the way, you know, because back when I fell into it, it was a lot different than it was now. It Is now. It was like back in, you know, the early 90s. And I started off as an illustrator painting backgrounds, and then it just sprung from there. I did so many things in the video game industry, even though i really uh I really had no interest in video games at all.
0: oh funny and
1: I stayed in that industry for roughly thirty years, doing a variety of things like animation 3 d modeling, texturing graphic design, illustration, concept art. And as the years went on, I started to get really, I'd say, disgruntled a little bit, you know, because it's really what I didn't want to do. I just wanted to paint, draw and paint, Mm -hmm. not, you know, no care in the world. I just want to draw and paint. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I adopted a lot of beliefs about that. You know, the struggling artists, artists got to be poor. And I've known artists in my life that, you know, some make a good living, some don't. So there was a lot going on there, but during that process, you know i've my father was a very spiritual man, so I actually even remember when I was fourteen looking at a uh, his bookshelf. He had a book that was uh about getting out of the body and exploring these worlds, you know, and I was fourteen, I was just like, "Wow, I want to do that." <laughs> I dabbled in meditation now and then. But uh, it wasn't until about 2007 or six that my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, got me some binaural beat program called Holosync. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, I was hook, line, and sinker. I was addicted to the stuff. I would meditate for hours a day with it. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was having such traumatic effect on me. And it was just like, wow, this stuff is legit.
0: Like what? What effect?
1: I just felt such peace inside me afterwards that it would last all day. And it was just like, wow, I was centered and it was great. But I noticed it would bring up a lot of upheaval. I mean, at the time I called it upheaval. Like I'd go through these waves of like being real blissful. And then what would come next in a couple of days was just like, oh, this is horrible. I know now that it was like my limiting beliefs being shown to my face, but I wasn't aware of that at the time.
0: We explain that when you say that, like, so you're telling me there's bliss and this, you know, after you you're getting like addicted to it, like you're just it's feeding your soul, but then it's also bringing all these limiting beliefs up.
1: Yeah, I would bring up like I'd be triggered over anything, like somebody cut me off or somebody's in the line in the grocery store wearing like a really obnoxious colored skirt or blouse or something. I'd be like, (laughs) ah. And I would use that to be huh. pissed off.
0: Why? Why? Do, I don't get that.
1: It would just happen. You know, I wasn't very introspective in the sense of like really examining it at the time. Okay. I kind of believe that some of that that experience, that bliss and stuff just made what was underneath of me experiencing that more and more was just coming to the surface. But I mm-hmm. really didn't know how to look at it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I get that.
1: And then, uh, Another big thing that happened to me was in 2014, I took a meditation course called the Finders Course, which was an 18-week course that was from Dr. Jeffrey Martin, had all this research that he did on positive psychology and fundamental well-being. And he put together all the meditation techniques from his research that rose to the top of the surface for working. And you cycled through these techniques until you found one that worked. Hmm. And if it stopped working, you would change your technique. And I had profound shifts at the time
0: during it. And uh, What's a profound shift?
1: One of the shifts was I realized that a lot of the uh, me striving to be an artist, a lot of it was based on false stuff of my ego. Like I wanted to be an artist because people would respect and love me you know, stuff like that. And this jealousy was just a facade. Me being jealous of other people was just a facade. So a lot of that crumbled away. But what was left was I felt very dry inside. Even though I was experiencing bliss, it was very flatlined. So at the time, I got rid of like, almost all of my spiritual books, a lot of my art books, just because it just felt like, what am I doing? And Hmm. I didn't paint for about a year. Wow. Then eventually I started doing, started painting again because I thought it'd be fun. And that seemed more of a pure reason why to uh, do art.
0: And this is how long ago that you restarted this painting?
1: 2016.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So you started painting again. You're still working at the video game.
1: Yeah, I'm still working at the video game. Company and also something that happened during that shift was I was became very empathic I would uh pick up on people's illnesses and like if someone had a hurt toe or something, I would feel it, but once oh. they leave, it would go away
0: huh when did you feel realize that how would i mean I can say my toe hurts, but how do I know associate that with well the that reason person?
1: why I bring up the toe is I went out to lunch with some of my workmates and uh When we were coming back to work, we were walking back. For some reason, my toe started aching like crazy. I'm like, what is the deal? My toe never hurts. And then one of the guys next to me that came with us said, man, my gout is really acting up. It really hurts. And if you know Uh, what gout is, it materializes in the big toe. And I was like, wow. And then we went our separate raise at work. And then two minutes later, my toe is absolutely fine. Wow. That's when I really started to notice it. And like uh, people with a lot of repressed emotions, whenever I came up and talked to them, my eyes would start to start crying. I wouldn't be like boo-hoo crying, but my eyes would start watering like crazy.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And uh, some of the things I learned from that is if I judge it like, oh, man, I don't want to feel this. And like start to label all these things like this sucks or whatever. That kind of locked it in my system, so I learned to just if it's going to happen, just let it happen and don't think if it's good or bad and uh, eventually that neutralized and it's really not a huge deal anymore, but i I'm not a person that goes around a huge amount of crowds
0: you don't it's you're too sensitive, yeah, huh, okay, okay, let's get into this so when you got into Joshua, when you got into the that you took the boot camp?
1: Yeah, this was pretty recent. I took the boot boot camp for the first time in January of this year.
0: Okay, and that was attracted to you by listening to a podcast.
1: I saw Gary do an interview with Kevin Moore.
0: Oh, yes. Okay.
1: And then from that, I ordered his first book, read it. Ordered his second second book, read it. Ordered his third book, read it. And then I did the Ascension experience, just the first course, the alignment course. Mm -hmm. From there, I signed up for the uh, boot camp. And my wife and I took it twice now.
0: Okay. So from that point on, that is when you start to real, I mean, because I understand the work. You know, you speak of the limiting beliefs and, you know, what we learn from that and being triggered. And, you know, everything inside of us is a reflection of the outside world and tell me what your what were your aha moments and from that experience like what do you believe drew you to it and why do it twice and you know what is your process of going through that and what have you seen and uncovered
1: well let me first say i was never super attracted to the law of attraction okay i dove into a lot of spiritual things and i gravitated towards a lot of uh, non-duality teachers and meditation teachers, because I'm a big meditator. And, you know, I heard, i would listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks, you know, a lot of the uh, YouTube stuff. And it was kind of mm-hmm. like, in my perspective, I'd feel it like, oh, yeah, that feels good. But this is, it always kind of felt like the shallow end of the spiritual pool. Like right. everybody just wants something. They want a car, they want this, but no one actually really wants to get underneath there and be really happy. They just want objects to be happy. So that's the reason why I was never attracted to it. Well, when I heard, you know, the Joshua stuff, it started to make a lot of sense and click to me like, oh, this other stuff that I've been doing all this meditation, this is the other piece to it. Because I know a lot of people that meditate like crazy, but other parts of their life was really unbalanced. Right. And I know that because mine was. So uh, one of the hugest ahas I had in his material was when he discussed inspiration. And when inspiration comes, no matter what it is, whether it's a life-changing thing or just what to do for dinner, to follow it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And sometimes if it's like a big life-changing thing, These fears will pop up telling you, no, don't make that phone call. Oh, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. And that's all fear-based. But if you push through that, wow, incredible things will happen. And that just made so much sense to me because I I so resonate with inspiration. To me, that was like, that's the missing piece right there. No one's ever told me it like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I just gravitated towards that and ran with it.
0: And how do you do that?
1: Well, when I get inspired to do something, I just act on it now. And if there's fears, I just push through them as best I can. And if I can't, I just write about it. Like what I go down into the limiting belief. Like what is the limiting belief here? Give me an
0: example. Give me an example that you've done recently.
1: Oh, recently a limiting belief that I had was not had anything to do with inspired action. It had to do with uh, my brother. One of my brothers, once I moved to L.A., started to send me just the nastiest text messages. Like, you made a mistake going there, California's trash, Hollywood, blah, 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 blah. Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And uh, this just started to increase over the years, right? Until I eventually blocked him on my Mm. phone. And then, uh, actually, it was either last night or the night before, I realized what that was, was my repressed anger. And it was manifesting in him coming at me with these angry text messages because what I really felt inside was I was unsure that moving here was the right decision.
0: Right. I was uh,
1: unsure of all this stuff. And it right. was he was the only one in my life that was reflecting this repressed anger back at me. And when I wrote it out and pieced it all together, it was like this huge weight lifted off me. Like,
0: oh, yes. Yeah. And And have you talked to him?
1: No, I haven't talked to him.
0: Okay. Is that something that you want to do? Or is that once it's an inspired thought, you're going to take action on it?
1: (laughs) If it's inspired to contact him, I will. But, you know, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. If it happens, it
0: happens. The feeling of that feeling of freeing yourself from that, emotion understanding where it came from and knowing that it's it's all within it's within you you know like it has nothing to do with him he's just the what the alarm (laughs) yeah acknowledge that right i
1: was able to let him off the hook any resentment i had or bitterness of him doing that it's just that's all gone now and i feel so much more wide open in, in my heart and in my My body just feels so much more relaxed.
0: Yes, so free. What about your relationship with your wife? Has that really has that changed?
1: Absolutely. Uh, When I came to LA and moved, and when we got married, she became extremely ill for the longest time—eight years. Oh wow! She about a year ago got well, and uh, I've learned a lot from that. You know, a lot of that was the illness. I worked through this as well. The illness was a result of me being unsure and and thinking I needed an excuse to tell people why I failed as an artist. Wow. And why, uh, you know, I felt like I deserved, you know, I felt like this was a karmic thing that this was happening, you know, and that I had to struggle and I wasn't worthy of having things work out. And then, then I, I worked through that and realized that her illness from my perspective was a gift. It showed me that, uh, what's important in life. Mm-hmm. It's not money, sex and power. It is connection, heart to heart connection. That is what's important. Right. And it showed me my strength. It showed me that really got me into spirituality at a deeper level. It's made me, uh, who I am today I mean hmm. and I'm so thankful and grateful for it now and so instead of being bitter and resentful towards this illness I'm actually thankful I oh. mean, it was a rough eight years so
0: oh I bet
1: it's. I'm, I'm grateful for it now if it wasn't for that I would not be here where I am today right
0: oh I love that I, you know I look at you know where we're at in our life right now with those with this thinking and the perspectives that we have and it's shifted so much of my life and the way I view anything, I mean, the fears and the worries. And I, it's just so, you know, I was listening to, um, Sarah Landon. I, I've had her on my podcast and she brought a new book and I was listening to that today to like about like death or disease. And, you know, it's just, you know, all the, the, the human part of us that, Looks at it as fear or were, you know, all the things you could have done or you, I'm sure you did during those eight years until you came to the moment of, wow, this is for me and realizing that all of that is for our our highest good and to live in that mind and know that everything that's coming to you is for you and to know that and have that peace and that it's such a, with my daughters raising as a mother, watching them go through life. And seeing things that happen to, you know, to them. But gosh, it's just so fun to watch and to think, huh. And then we have the conversation and they're so lucky they get to have this perspective at this age. And I pray that they, which I'm sure they will, but you know, continue seeing life that way. But when you understand like all the things in our life are such a gift. And we really, like, it was our plan, like you and your wife, like that was all your soul contract is, I mean, that's how I look at it and what you were supposed to learn in this, in this recarnation. But, oh, I just, it's, it just has that feeling of, you know, something that happens to me or something, you know, whatever it is, you know, at the beginning, I would say a year ago, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it to where I get it now, but it's like, oh, there's no fear. And we're human, and that's going to come up, right? We're going to, oh, wait. And then it's so funny because I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting, Ashley? You had that, you know, that triggered, and that's fun. And that's when I love that because just like you say, like when something comes up, it's like, huh, what is that in me? You know, but what a powerful, uh, what just powerful inner work in this inner journey that we've been doing. It's just, it's really trans. I mean, I've completely transformed, and I know it just c- continues as I as we watch the others around us transform. It, mm-hmm. it we you know being in a group like that, and it's growing and growing. But watching us all transform, it may it, you look at the others because you're seeing you and them, and it, that just takes it to the hundred. I mean, the, this, this huge this level that you can't even explain. Of what that does. I mean, being in person with people, like when I was at the retreat, you just get that. There's some, there's this magnetism of being, you know, in the, in that like-minded understanding that we have that takes what you believe and know to, I mean, it just catapults, like takes it to the next level. Right. Tell me, Joe.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Tell me. Tell me what you, like, so you did, you've done ayahuasca, you've done plant medicine, right? Yes,
1: actually last year, and uh, we did three ceremonies. And uh, right before our third ceremony, which we did on New Year's, we were really into the Joshua material. So those two, for me, worked hand in hand together because since I knew kind of how the system works with limiting beliefs during the ceremony, I would uh, start to have these, I would say positive visions of my future, of what I thought, you know, would be ideal for the future. Then what would pop up right afterward would be kind of like my mental construct of what's keeping that at bay. And it would be like these little movies of how I interact with people right? and how I interact with myself inside my mind. And this was coupled with, you know, some very enticing, trippy, psychedelic visuals. So it was even more enjoyable to go through. And once I recognized that it was happening, it just, I just started going through these one by one by one by one. It was just cycling through. And then on the second night of my ayahuasca, it just felt like I was being rained on by inspiration because I was very focused on inspiration and it was just, it was coming in me and raining on me and it was just completely magical.
0: Huh. When you say inspiration, like especially during an ayahuasca ceremony, is it ideas are flooding to you? Like when you say raining, is it like you're getting all these ideas to, do in your life?
1: Yes. And also, more of a, uh, how can I describe this? Like these raindrops, these psychedelic geometric raindrops would hit me. And I just knew that in this raindrop, it was kind of like a zip file, you know, oh. that you open up and it mm-hmm. hit me. I didn't know what was in it, but I knew it will eventually open up. Those were raining down on me. And uh, it just felt amazing. Of course, I did have a lot of ideas for paintings and stuff, but a lot of it was just uh, unknown, but felt. I think that's the best way I could say it.
0: Right. Huh. See, I've never done an ayahuasca or a plant medicine. I know I will one day, but right now I haven't. And I am so fascinated. I've interviewed, I mean, I would probably say if I've interviewed 100 people, like 50 of them would have had that experience so it's so much more in the mainstream these days Yeah, and you know I've interviewed people that have their retreats and it's so interesting and you know when when I think of you and I think of you started this like in January really but you ended your job explain that because
1: <laughs> the first boot camp I had a lot of fear come up I didn't realize that there was a low-level fear about my work in general. And I thought I was going to be fired. That kept coming up during the first boot camp. In the second boot camp, none of that came up. I was just on fire, so to speak, as far as just working through these beliefs and just being ecstatically happy and working on these uh, limiting beliefs and acting on inspiration. And there were little inspirations. It would be like, what's to make for dinner or email him, text her, you know, stuff like that. Or do this painting, don't do that. Right. And it just, I started feeling better and better and better. And then we graduated from uh, the boot camp, number two. The very next day on the Monday, the company I worked for shut its doors. And it just felt like this would have freaked me out before. But this time it was just like, yes. Ah, love it. It is time. Yes. Bring it on. Right. Then I instantly noticed my uh, sensitivity to my thoughts just increased dramatically. Explain that. Well, I knew I wasn't going to be looking for a job. So that whole space that would be taking up my mind to do that and to be worried about my job just made everything else become more electric in my brain. So if I was starting to feel fuzzy or bad, I would know exactly why. And that was heightened. So it was just, it was pretty magical. It was just like, oh, wow. Okay. No, no, no. Work through this, work through that. And I started working through stuff so quickly. And I just became so excited. And since my wife did it as well, it was, she wasn't worried as well. She would, you know, be freaked out. Oh my God, you don't have a job. What are we going
0: to do? Right.
1: It was none of that. But you knew you didn't want
0: to have a job? You knew you weren't going to look for a job?
1: Yes, it was evident
0: to me. Why?
1: Because this is the next... I mean, the universe has given me, as you like to say, breadcrumbs. This was like a loaf of bread right there. (laughs) Eat this and move on. It was... And so many things are aligning up and, you know... uh, the things that I'm doing are starting to sell and so many things are starting to happen on the outskirts that it's just like, no, this is the next movement.
0: So you do get thoughts that you question and you just push them away.
1: Some of them I will entertain because one of them was like this job, they may restart the company in some way. And then one of my friends in, in the Joshua community said, just be aware that, you know, you may want to go back or you may have to to go back sometime and to not let that be a a big thing as well. If you had to go back, don't have all this angst and stuff about that. So I've released that. Like if I have to go back, it's fine. Right. It's not because sometimes I've noticed people and myself, sometimes when they make a decision, if they have to do something that they did before, it's like, oh my God, there's all this constriction and all these limiting beliefs around that. So I'd rather just be, completely open about it. Right. But my intention is to know not.
0: Right. Okay. Let's go to what your intention is now. My
1: intention is now is to paint with the most unguarded emotions and feelings I possibly can and sell my artwork and do what I did for you. Color codes.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about that. So I'm talking to the audience now, but so Joe, contacted me through an inspired action, right? Or inspired thought. You took the action, right? What? I'm going to call Ashley and get, offer her a free color code. Yeah. Hey,
1: let's just do it. See what she'd have to say.
0: So we had a call and he asked me some questions and you explain it because, so I've never heard of this and I am always fascinated by, like I said in the beginning, these gifts that we all, we all have these gifts. And sometimes when you, I mean, I go back to being a mom again, like I just, I want my girls to get there, you know, to see that because they're in there, you know, and I, all the things that are limiting them to think that they're there, you know, all these beliefs that I just, I just know the magic in that, like you are explaining it so beautifully on really seeing that it is just this belief that, it's not true. You know, it's like, gosh, we're so, there's no limits in this life. There's no, nothing that's stopping us from doing anything. But when you find that gift that you have to do this artwork, first of all, just the artwork alone is beyond beautiful. Like, I mean, I can't even, I look at your website and I'm just like, there's no way that's not wanting to go back to that work. Like, I get why you're so confident about that. But it's just, people are so drawn to that. It's just this, it's almost like I look at my painting and I'm looking at it like, I know there's a story in there and I can't wait for you to share that because we're going to do that today. But I can tell that your soul wrote it, you know, like your, or painted it, you know, like I feel this just, I don't know, right? I mean, I explain it. So let's talk about it because people are going to be, you're talking about not going back to work and be so busy painting these people's color codes <laughs> after this?
1: Well, a color code. This came to me before the Joshua material, but I did a few at the time, and then limiting beliefs stopped me from continuing Let me just say that. So what a color code is, is when the pandemic hit, I had to be in a lot of meetings at work, on like Zoom and whatnot. And I noticed started to notice when people talked I would get colors and images associated when somebody talked I would see it and feel it I'd be like interesting and then I started to notice when somebody else would talk I would get other images I didn't think much of it I mean I really didn't I was just like whatever fine maybe I maybe I ate some funky asparagus the night before <laughs> You know who knows what it was, and then uh, one time in meditation, it just came to me: you should paint that for somebody and call it a color code, see what happens. So I did something called a prototype project, which I just offered it for people for free, and if they wanted to pay for it at the end, they could. And I did a few of these, and it actually worked out. And then I stopped doing it because out of fear. But what the color code? Now that I've done quite a few of them, what the color code is, is I will have a talk with you and I'll ask you questions. And this is for me to get a connection with you. And once that connection is pretty solid, I can recall you and parts of the conversation and those images just pick up. And when I start to paint it, those images start to continue and things that I should tell you come out through. It's almost like a dialogue is happening to me while I paint it. And I purposely don't paint objects in there. It's just colors and shapes. That is done on purpose. One of the reasons why is I don't want somebody to get locked into something like, oh, there's a tiger here. Oh, there's a this there. And that, that's just some mental stuff we don't need. So what comes out is just colors and patterns. And the images I get are always moving. So I have to take my artistic license to grab some stuff. There are themes that are that I'll see in every, some people's, they have constant themes. And then I try to do those themes and the colors that I'm getting in those themes. And as I'm painting it, just kind of a story is woven. And I don't write any of that story down because i have come to just trust when I go over the color code with you, I'm going to be looking at the image as well. And it all comes back to what I should be saying.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, so when you're talking to me, even now, you've been, you see colors, like how Dominic, like I introduced you to Dominic and he says, sees auras. It's different.
1: Yes, I believe it's different. I did talk to Dominic. He's, he's awesome, by the way.
0: Yes. Yeah, so is, is he's...
1: so cool. It, it is different. I don't know what it is. I I wouldn't, you know, I could speculate, but it's just something I'm picking up off somebody's signature as a soul. Because when I look at you, I don't see auras. Right. It's, It's something radically different, but along the same lines as well. It's just my authentic way of connecting.
0: Right. Okay, let's do it. Let's look at my color code. Hey, I have mine here. So, I this is for YouTube. So, if you are on the podcast, you got to get on YouTube and look at my picture. And that is my picture. Okay. Your color want me, code. Want me to keep it up or no?
1: No, you don't have to keep it up. Okay. So, you see that swirl that comes out from the side that is black that swirls all the way around? Yes. That swirl, that blackness is the deepest part of you. That's the part that doesn't have your ego attached to it. There's no identity there. It's just pure source. And it's wrapping around. It's very flexible. A lot of energy is attracted to it. So I'm just going to be jumping around. Like that light peach. The light peach is a lot of young energy around you. It's a little bit pale orange and peach because it's light. And I usually see that around uh, younger people or people that have it at heart. And it's all wrapping around your black no identity. And this is you teaching and changing people, helping people change to swirl. You're swirling all around them. Your no identity is swirling around people and helping them adjust and see themselves in a new way. With this light uh, lavender in the middle, that's spiritual and a lot of kindness. And you're you're helping people understand to be more kind to themselves and loving, to see the purity inside them, which is the white in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see that these orange things coming within that, they almost look like, to me, like petals of a flower. And to me, that signifies you're helping people actually flower, their consciousness flower, and to be more present with themselves. Mm. And, okay, this yellow, this yellow is just joy. This, this joy is swirling around with what you do. And the green is a lot of teaching and growth. And it's just helping people. And you get a lot of joy during that. Mm-hmm. I mean, an immense amount of joy. The the yellow is sprinkled throughout this whole thing in different areas. But the joy is, it's, it's almost like that joy is kind of a, it's bending and shaping the way this, the void moves around your life. Because you have so much joy that you will shift and change because it's so joyful. You yourself will shift and change. And thus you will shift and change a lot of people around you. Now let's go down to the bottom where we have these lines, kind of mm-hmm. like swirling lines. We have these greens and these purples and this uh, sky blue. The sky blue is it's higher wisdom, but the blue that you have in yours, this higher wisdom, is you kind of take it light and easy, almost like a child looking at the sky. And it's very expansive. And those green lines are shooting through are teaching and learning. That is going to be a constant in your life. It's sprung up at some point in your life and it is just continuing on. And that is going to be sprinkled with more young energy as a background to that. You will always have young energy in the background as you teach and grow. And that is pretty much, I see that as a constant in your life. And this is just a reflection of that. And down in that corner is another. Uh, black dot with some white and blue. That again is to remind you that this teaching and growth that you have, it's always being sprung from the void. I call it the void and people tend to get a little scared of it. But just think of that as if just think that if you had no ego, you know, like and you were doing things without any fear. Mm-hmm. That is where that springs from. Hmm. Gosh. Okay. Up the top, you have this this purple, and it's kind of a big presence in your life. It's not all this, but I really sense a strong male presence. This may be your husband. I'm not sure. This is for you to decide. But take this for what it's worth, okay? Okay. Okay. At some point, because I know nothing about your relationship with your husband or your husband. So just right. take this with the, however you want to take it. But I I feel really compelled to say it. Your husband at a certain point in his life, it may have happened, it may not. My suspicion it hasn't yet. But he is going to have a huge spiritual awakening. And you're going to be involved in this heavily. But it's going to be, it may happen through some sort of uh, physical activity with you. That may be something that you guys are doing. It may be sexual. It may be something. But at a certain point, he is going to drop into this void oneness. And you are as well, but you'll be a lot more familiar with it.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: But at a certain point, that is going to drastically change his life and he will. Really dive in deep to this spiritual stuff in a way that is unexpected. Wow! And uh, it's going to be magical for you both. But it is so strong there that I just had to say, say yeah, that. Yeah,
0: thank you. I love it. Huh? And you're crying.
1: And I get a little emotional. Oh, it's pretty strong feeling. So. Wow! And so the blue around there is also. Just high intense wisdom, and it's swirling around there. And if you, if you see that that black void, yeah, the green and the yellow are the green is growth, and the yellow is just ecstatic joy. Now that red there is what made me think of sex, sexuality, or just activity. It may not be sexual, but I'm compelled to say sexual activity, and that's a big catalyst. Now, uh, let's move over to these almost two little flowers you have in yours. I don't know if you could see them. Yes,
0: I see them as flowers.
1: Those are your daughters. Oh. Those are how you see them, not how they are. Meaning if I did a color code for them, theirs would be drastically different. But that's how you see them. And that is how you see your husband.
0: Okay. You
1: know what I'm saying? And it is just a lot of love and joy that you see these two and they're both different, but similar. As you can see, they have similar shapes, but different in color, but they do have this lovely pink around them and they are swirling and changing and they love you both. You have a very loving family. Mm. And one thing I'm compelled to tell you is when you you're the first person that I've had to uh, bring this up, but I've known this was going to happen. You may want to view your color code, you know, like this, like I sent it to you with like, you know, this is top, this is bottom, but turn it to the side sometime and view it like that. Okay. Especially when things in your life are a little topsy-turvy or a little crazy, just Uh rotate it again and view it like that. And with that, you may have shifts because as you look at this over the next week or so, you've, you're have you going to be assigning things to it. Like, oh, maybe just something like this. And I feel that this color is here and this may be representative of this. But when you turn it around, you know, things will change and morph. You're like, oh, hey, maybe this means this and this means that. But the big thing I will say to you is to just feel the colors and the shapes. You will have images and stories that come up, but the big thing is to just feel. Because sometimes when you feel and not label it, you'll go deeper into more feelings. Hmm. Then stuff will come up that is just magical and beautiful.
0: You mean you've never had it where you've told someone to turn it? Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay.
1: Like yours can be viewed from any angle. Okay. And it'll be equally as powerful.
0: When you said the white is the source?
1: The white is purity, purity, like pure childlike, just magic purity. It's sprinkled. It, it, you can tell it's kind of coming off the blackness and it's just sprinkled throughout coming off there. That's right. That's kind of part of that purity that you give off when you teach. Hmm. And you're getting people to go into this almost a vortex to find that joy because joy is always there right before the purity
0: The yellow yeah i almost see two birds like it's so funny you know when you say turned out i'm like gosh i look i i'm looking at a completely different picture you know when we were young and you had you went to the mall and you kept your eyes on something and it that you know they could see something different i don't know what that's called but it's not like that. But I meant when I turn it, it gives me that different perspective. Or they will say, what do you see in this picture? And you see a frog, but it's really a horse. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that yeah. Kind of a illusion. But when I look at this, you know, it's been sitting on my counter for the last few days. And I'm looking at it thinking, I cannot wait to see the story that Joe's going to tell me about this. Because I want to look at the this picture with meaning, you know, and to know... I get to have you this recording now that I get to listen to it again and again. But, you know, even the, the two little flowers, I was looking at that the other day. I didn't, that wasn't, that didn't enter my mind that those would be the girls. But I mean, now, of course, that makes sense. And the the cool thing about the purple on the top, when you bring Richard in, oh, I can't wait for him to hear this because, you know, like, you don't even know me. <laughs> you know, you don't know anything about me. Unless you, you know, the little interviews that I've had on my podcast of, it's just amazing that you you can get emotional from talking about it.
1: Well, stuff comes up and uh, usually I'll be resistant to say some things. And then when the emotions are very strong and nagging at me, that's when I know I need to say it. Because sometimes I will push it away. If it keeps coming, it's like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta say this. Right. So one thing to remember about the color code, it it is a constant reminder of just how magnificent you are. And I painted it with such love that it is actually encoded with the love and it's pure and it's, it's for you. And it's a constant reminder for you of actually who you are and who you can be and who you will be.
0: Wow. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're so welcome.
0: Oh my gosh. And you paint it with, so you have to explain the different opportunity, like different options that people can pick from.
1: Well, what I gave you was a color code mini, and that is painted in gouache, and it is roughly a 15 by 15. And then from there, they jump in size, and they're no longer gouache paintings, they're oil paintings. And they just get bigger and bigger. I offer a 16 by 16, a 24 by 24, and a 36 by 36. I am open and willing to do any size you are that you want. It doesn't have to be a square, but I work in a square format just out of simplicity and kind of keeps things together. Now each person's is drastically different and how I tell them to view it is drastically different. There are some commonalities, but for all, all intents and purposes, it's, It's different for each one. The colors, the shapes, everything.
0: Hmm. What if I asked you to do one now on a bigger Would it be a completely different color code?
1: If it was for you? Yes. Yes, I believe it would. There might be some commonalities, but in fact, there probably would be a commonality now that I tune in. That swirl would still be there. Okay. But all the rest would kind of be different. And I don't know how the swirl would come in. It would be small, big, large, and the Can bigger do, ones, they, they, have, they have more stuff going on just because I have more space to work and whatnot. And I sometimes, with the oil paintings, I will add metal paint to it, like gold and silver, if it's called for.
0: Hmm. Have you ever done your own? Or could you ever do your own? I have
1: recently done my own.
0: And did you discover new things about you? Or uncover more of your magic?
1: I believe so. I actually want to repaint it bigger because I only did a real small one. My wife saw it. She's like, you gotta paint that huge.
0: Oh. And you've done one for your wife, I'm sure.
1: Yes, I have. Hers is bigger. It's a 24 by 24.
0: Oh, Joe, I just think this is just gonna it's added to my life. I mean, just listening to the meaning of it. And the cool thing, the not cool, that's the word that's like the word is like unbelievable how you just look at it now after you painted it two weeks ago and it's not even anything written. You just are reading the the color code as when it comes to you. Like it's not on, there's no anything printed.
1: Yeah, I'm a slow writer and I'm not, it's a struggle for me to write sometimes. So I could do it, but it would take me all day to articulate my thoughts. But I actually like the fact, because I like things unscripted yeah, that's why I'm drawn to color codes. Is there's no there's no plan of attack I have doing each color code. It's just it's got to be in the moment because that's that's when it's coming through. You got to act when right. inspiration comes. That's when the action happens.
0: Right, exactly. Oh, so let's coming to the end. See how fast that hour goes. How can people find you? You can find you through your website.
1: Yes, it's chrisoja.com. That's my last name, K-R-E-S-O-J-A.com. All the information is there to contact me, look at my artwork, purchase the color code, or if you just want to reach out and email me and say, what's up? Mm -hmm. You can do that there too.
0: And Instagram, I've been looking at your... Yeah,
1: I have an Instagram. All that stuff is on my website. So Instagram, I believe it's Joe Krisoja.
0: Okay. Oh, so fun. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for this. It's been thank so you. beautiful and so fun to learn. Thank and... you.
1: It was oh. a joy to do yours. It was such a pleasure.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Joe. We're in our, and you're in my life forever.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.